0: Okay, so today is Saturday July, twi- uh, no, sorry, Saturday, July 17, and I'm sitting here, I'm listening to a interview with uh, Vance Rowley and Rob Robinson from the university. They're talking about all the initiatives that the university is putting into place for entrepreneurship and the companies that are, I don't know, the companies that are pretty much coming out of it, and I think it's an excellent, excellent initiative. The thing... That I think we should be focusing on, though, is we should be focusing on developing better students, stronger leaders, people that have more skills and more confidence and more knowledge. And in turn, those students will take care of the next generation by producing companies that create jobs and and so on. So I'm interested to hear a dialogue in regards to that. I had a talk with Vance Rowley the other day and... It was a really good talk. It, it, we talked about putting together student-run businesses where uh, students can actually get uh, you know, experience while they're doing it as well as the money coming in goes to the university and, and, and people from different schools meet each other. It, it was a really interesting concept. Basically, I pitched him that if we get the uh, student-run restaurants, let's say, we start a restaurant from scratch and the MBA students can put together the business plan the uh, KCC culinary students can do the menu. You can also get accounting and legal involved and marketing. Let's see, if it's student-run, the students are going to be a lot more in tune with what they want to eat as well as how, how they want to um, have the decor. And, you know, it could be a example for the rest of the nation. Uh, my wife had proposed that why don't they shut it every four years so they can continue through the startup process. So when they get out of school, they've gone through the entire process at least once. And once they get out into the real world, they can either do it themselves or they can, you know, they have that hands on experience. One thing that's interesting about that too is it, it has a a value of almost a game like situation. I was listening to another interview where they talked about edutainment and they said that in the classroom, I think it was at I don't know, one of the large Ivy League schools, they ran a history class and in the classroom they found out that the students were really you know, they get really frustrated if the work gets too hard in class. However, for video games that a lot of them play, if the video game was too easy, they would get real frustrated and quit that. So what they did was they implemented Civilization Four into the classroom, and what they found out was that the students were learning the terminology, they understood the context of why things were happening, and they were coming into class early to read the textbooks and asking their teacher questions so they could get a hands-up, leading edge on the game. And that was really interesting. I mean, they started studying so that they could basically cheat, in other words. So, you know, if we take that same exact example and put it into these student-run businesses, as the student is running the business, let's say they're an accounting student, they come up against an accounting issue where everyone's depending on them. They have to do a good job because their peers are, 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 you know, giving them peer pressure and they at that point, they go to their textbook, they talk to their professor, they talk to the advisors, they talk to the private sector people that are involved with the project, and then they learn exactly why they need to do these things instead of just doing journal entries and things like that that they learn in class, that they forget later on anyways. They learn why it needs to be done, how to do it, And by the time they get out of school, they're you know years beyond any other student coming out of any, any top university. Because they have hands-on knowledge and information, and then the money can go to the school, and the school can pay for scholarships for other students to come through, and programs like this could be absolutely, absolutely amazing. So that's one thing that we were talking about with the dean. He seemed real optimistic. I think I wore him out because I was in there for a couple of hours, and and I have a tendency to do that. But you know, I, I think that's where the future needs to be: interactive programs bringing in revenue where the students can become better. Everybody wins in that situation. And then we bridge the gap between the private sector leaders, the ones in the business community, pass that knowledge down, record it through Greater Good Radio, and then archive it and make it available forever. And that's you know, that's something that is really pretty exciting for me. So that that's a thought for today. Um and you know another thing that's that's going on that's real real interesting and it's something i'm trying to test is is this whole social entrepreneurship thing this whole social enterprise thing and and how it is that if you do, you know, good things for the community, how does it come back to you and it most of the time it doesn't come back in a direct effect. It it comes back in a kind of a roundabout way. But i mean, i'm just seeing that happen now. I'll give you a really good example. Yesterday i met with uh with a Gentleman in town that owns, uh, you know, the several magazines as well as a radio station, huge pieces of real estate, shopping centers, and even part of the San Francisco Giants. And I would never have met him if I did not coach girls' track at Punahou School in, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, that's when that's when we had met because I was coaching track and and just trying to do my part in the community. And years down the line, we, you know, we built a relationship up and I was able to go in there and talk to him and, and they are looking at becoming a strategic portion of this greater good radio, this movement that we're doing. And that's kind of, you know, the benefit that I see out of that community service long time ago, because, you know, if I looked at the direct benefit that I'm getting from this community service, I mean, if you're coaching, you get paid almost nothing, you're putting in a ton of hours, you get a lot of grief. But You know besides the benefits of seeing these these kids really blossom and grow and develop confidence and and succeed and be so happy you know these ancillary benefits of meeting people and and they appreciate your work so that's one thing that was real evident to me today and that's why i can't sleep at night i I really can't i'm having a a tough time sleeping because i want to keep working on this project this project is so exciting it's so exciting where it's gone in two months from when it when I got a b plus on my paper for on entrepreneurship class in at the university, and that's primarily because I turned in no financials, which were a large part of it and to see where it's evolved already in sixty roughly sixty days where we're looking to launch and we've got interviews and i'm seeing them i mean it's just it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable so I'm hoping that through these programs and, and through these podcasts and through these transcripts and whatever dialogue that we can create, I'm hoping that you too can find exactly what it is that you're passionate about, where you can make your contribution so you live that fulfilling life that we're all trying to live. And that's the thoughts for today. It's July uh, 16, actually. Today is July 16th, Saturday. And uh, we're about to start our weekend. My wife is telling me, stop working. Okay. Bye.